Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ah. Wise men say preview show. Wise men say preview show. It just won't go away. It'll, um, might hibernate from time to time and sink back into the swamp. I think the uh, cyclical nature of the universe in which it exists demands it adheres to some of its rules. But it's always waiting there just around the corner, ready to make its way back through the sludge and smash through the glass ceiling looking better than ever yeah that wise men say preview show it seems like it's fading away sometimes but uh, it will never die and there's nothing you can do about it Thank you very f- much for this. I do truly appreciate it. Don't take that the wrong way. And, uh, yeah. Invoice me for the microphone if you need to. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say preview show. We are, of course, back. And thank you very much to our friend Alex Turner there for the fantastic introduction. I'm Matthew Keeling still, and I'm once again reunited for the first time this season with Mr. Tom Walsh. Hello, Tom. How are we? Hello, Matthew. That was a lovely introduction from our friend Alex there. It was nice of him to do that. Wasn't it? It took some doing, considering you know they're, they're on their way back with some album, uh, tour dates, and a new album potentially. Yeah, so it was nice of him to fit that one in. Yeah, he's got he's got a very busy schedule, and uh, I'm just. I know we're all pals. We go back a long way, so it's quite good that you'd think you'd do something for like old pals like ourselves with him. But yes, uh, it's nice to be back, and yeah, uh, yeah I'm really pumped to talk about Sunday. Yeah. Me too. Well, it's just us this evening, and Alex, of course. Um, how's your summer break been so far, Tom? We've had, yeah. <laughs> You're laughing already because you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I do. It, yeah. It, it's been, uh, it's been eventful. Mm. It's been very hot here, and um, I nearly died. Um, like a few, I like, nearly died as well. So you tell me right. we'll... we'll see which one is more uh, tragic, shall we? Yeah. Um, well, I nearly died because I ate some fish, which um, mm. I wasn't aware that I was horrendously <laughs> allergic to. <laughs> so I was out with uh, my girlfriend's parents, whose friend of their family owned this fancy restaurant. Oh, no. It was, all, it was all going very well. Some delicious food in kind of like Michelin star standard, shall we say. And... Uh, we had like one last round of tapas and I saw that everyone had been snacking on this, what looked like a delicious bit of uh, like, I don't know, like sea bass or something like that. And I thought, you know, I'm a, I'm a man of the world. Should try new things out. Don't eat enough fish. It's supposed to be good for you. Anyway. Well, <laughs> uh, you say that. Yeah. So I uh, chowed down on it and within, I'd say about, 10 minutes i was being rushed to hospital <laughs> wow that's exciting 
yeah so, so wow it, yeah so it turns out i'm incredibly allergic to a fish called cybling which resides yeah. in many austrian lakes so well be careful yeah. if you go swimming in many lakes or accidentally eat one of these cybling yeah. um so you have an EpiPen now oh if, yeah i've not tried it out that's yet. cool yeah that's like that's like ugh. I, I have this special thing on me now that if I eat something, yeah. I won't die. Yeah, um, so it's going to be great going into gigs and stuff when you get searched. That's my epipen because <laughs> I'm allergic to this fish. Yeah, yeah, sure it is. Blinky. Sure it is. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah, how did you nearly die? I is nearly it... died um, because I was uh, cycling home from work. And <laughs> I basically fell off the bike top, um, as you right. know. Um, and uh, yeah, I was. I think you win because I was. I did go to the hospital, oh, right. um, but I wasn't rushed to hospital. I did. Uh, I went home first, and then sort of ambled to hospital. I, uh, my dad took me to hospital. He ignored instructions from myself to take me directly to intensive care, um, which apparently was. Um, stupid of me to to say uh, because it didn't <laughs> injuries did not warrant that uh, but it could have been a lot worse um i wasn't particularly badly injured but it was a few weeks ago and it does it does still hurt oh. so um i do have a bit of advice um if you do cycle regularly um don't fall off your bike that's um, that's very important it tends to hurt quite a mm. lot um, and a shout out to the driver of the number 35 bus as well, who was uh, behind me at the time and didn't stop. So I would just oh, like right, to okay. publicly announce that you are a colossal loser. And mm. um, yeah, I hope you go the wrong way and uh, get sacked, basically. Um, that's... So that's one for, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a. Northeast. Yeah. You think, I know bus t- bus companies have schedules and everything. But I mean, think... a timetable is a timetable, I guess. It I is. Know. Rules are rules. Or, like if you see someone like go flying in just yeah. and it's sprawled out in like yeah. the side of the road, you yeah, think on, you think maybe he's he just like tapping his watch. Is like I can't. Yeah. Okay, can't can you stop. move, man? Because like, yeah, and maybe he listens to that as well. Maybe he listens to this. So can't, you know, I can't blame him really. He's surprised <laughs> he didn't run my run me over. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, just clipped you. And like, that'll learn you for calling lots everyone. Lots of people very names. jealous of uh, lots of people listening to this. Very jealous of that bus driver right now. Mm. Um, Right, so that's enough about nearly dying. Uh, so yeah, but, but basically the, the the podcast. Imagine if we were if it was just radio silence. Mm. No, because you know we could have both been, you know, doing <laughs> podcasts in the sky. <laughs> well, the, the, that was uh, when I was in hospital. Or that brief moment when I was. Uh, I actually went to urgent care, not hospital. Right? Yeah. I just like to say that I was I was rushed to urgent care. You didn't even and, get- you didn't even get like the full hospital experience. Well, no. Well, my urgent care was so urgent, I was asked to come back the next day. <laughs> we don't need it that much. <laughs> yeah, so it's not even it's sort of like medium care. <laughs> I just thought it's like if I die now, that you're going to have to start this podcast and then explain what happened to me uh, beyond from like, and I'll be listening from beyond the grave, just completely mortified and embarrassed, laughing, laughing just, from like, my grave. Laughing because I've been seen off by a fish, like a shit fish as well. I bet that fish has like no teeth and that. Nah, it's, just it's, like a trout. Essentially, a trout. It is like a trout. It's like the probably the easiest fish fish to catch. Yeah, just like they're all like basically tame. Just like yeah. oh, just like the ones say. the ones you can hit like catch by like hitting them with a bat, tickling them and that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll I'll kill Tom. That would be quite funny. Well, if you're allergic to cybling, um, yeah. then write in. And definitely write. Yeah, yeah, Tom can write him a letter because he's in Austria, but address the letter as a gift or something, so he doesn't have to pay (laughs) pounds for it. Yeah, Um, do that. (laughs) Right. um, My address is. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll read his address out in a bit. Don't worry about that. Um, I suppose it's quite annoying because we've ran out of those sort of stories. Now we're going to have to talk about some football. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah, it's been quite nice not having any of that to talk about. Um, <laughs> but we now have to preview uh, the game against Coventry. But we'll come we'll come on to that in a bit. We'll just go over um, a bit of pre-season stuff. 
and some are obviously the signings that Sunderland have made. And I've I've even got what Coventry have done over the summer. So yeah, so, yeah. You know, yeah. Start as we mean to go on. This will last a this will last a week. <laughs> yeah. Who are we playing on Saturday? <laughs> it's like oh, I didn't watch any of the highlights from the last match. I'll just I'll just pretend I did. Well, I did. Well, it just yeah. I mean, when you say that, I did go to Hartlepool on Monday. I didn't really watch it. I went to Accrington on Saturday. I didn't really watch that either, <laughs> um, and I've not watched any of the other ones. So um, we we started pre-season. We played a couple of um, sixty-minute training games against the league Blythe and Gate. I'm not interested in. No one cares about. All oh, right, yeah. Um, and then we played half a game against Rangers. Um, which was abandoned in various circumstances. Uh, we were actually missed that because I was at a wedding. Um, Chris Weatherspoon's when Many congratulations to the happy couple, um, myself yep. and Richard Easterbrook. Um, <laughs> um, and then obviously that was in Albufeira. We uh, at the same place we played Roma on the went on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, that's pretty uh, funny. Eleven a.m. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds like a good thing to do. Uh, well, it was a good thing to do for Roma because they won two 0 um, we then <laughs> the, actually I did watch this game we did beat Dundee United 2-0 on the Saturday in our only victory of pre-season mm-hmm. and uh, we played quite well in that one and um, we did alright Dundee were fairly abject as you'd expect mm-hmm. you know from that sort of side but we played quite well some nice stuff going forward and Diaku played in that one kind of I think that was the last game he had. Um, just there was no end. There was a, a definite. We could. Have, the thing is, there's a bit of a theme with all of these games in that we could have, apart from Bradford, we could have been out of sight really. Mm. Um, we created enough chances, which is a a bit of a concern because we're not. We don't seem to be putting the chances away. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost to nil to Bradford, which was just abysmal. Um, <laughs> On the hottest day of the year. On the hottest day of the year, yeah. Uh, that was on in a pub, but it, the stream was just terrible, so I didn't really oh, yeah. see much of that. I went, as I said, I went to Accrington. Um, we scored what I believe is a penalty from Ross Stewart. I, I missed that because I went to the bar. <laughs> 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 and then, uh, wait, to be fair, we did play quite well in the first half against Accrington, though. Um, you won't have seen any of it, so I'll just talk you through nope. that now. Nope. Um, all of it, we had a, really quite a few chances to to the game should have been done and dusted by half time, but Roberts missed an open goal, Stewart missed a couple of one on ones, and a couple of the chances fell really to people who you wouldn't want them to fall to. Uh, Ballard put one wide after kind of marauding through the mm. the Accrington team, um, and then Serkin had a chance where he really he should have done better but he didn't and alas we lost 2-1 and then we drew 1-1 on Monday night against Hartlepool United <laughs> which was just garbage like we, we it, the, the pre-season the problem I had with this pre-season schedule is it very much felt back to front yeah and it's also I was quite surprised with the when when they booked that trip to Portugal um I was quite surprised with like the the level of teams we were playing yeah, because I was expecting. I don't know. There's a lot of teams that are going out to Portugal and playing teams that are either in the same league or the one below. Um, whereas I thought Rangers and Roma. I was like, okay, wow, that's a bit of a, a coup, right. shall we say? Europa League finalists and Europa Conference League winners. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more. I imagine those games are scheduled more for their convenience than for ours. Yeah, because I think it would have been. Because remember, we went. A I don't know if it was last season or the season before we had a training camp in Portugal where we just didn't play any games. Mm-hmm. So we just had a week of warm weather training. And I reckon these games got offered to us at some point where we were like, all oh, right, okay, well, we happen to be there as well. Yeah. So I think this may be why the, the preseason looks a bit odd and the why the descent, it's like a descending level of, yeah. um, of like levels. Um, but I, I always think with preseason, it's like you, you can't really read too much into it because had we won all those games, everyone would be like, wow, everything, everything's fine. Everything's going to be like fine and dandy. We're going to get to the playoffs or whatever. And then if you lose everything, it's like, okay, we're going to get relegated. And it doesn't really matter. It doesn't usually work it, out it, like it that. It doesn't matter. 
They, they, they don't matter really in terms of result. Well, they don't matter at all in terms of results. I think performances to to an extent have been like reasonable, really. There's been some nice, certainly some nice stuff played. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, I kind of get the the whole. I do kind of get the not panic, but the slight alarm that we lose in some of these teams, but. And it does in a way kind of if we, if we just won them then every the same you know the same people are probably thinking as you've just said oh everything's okay the yeah. squad's fine and it, this does kind of heighten the fact that I mean Alex Neal's really chopped and changed you know Hartlepool on on Monday night there, there are players there who who no you know no disrespect to them they did okay Harrison Sonner did did quite well at wing back and yeah. the goalkeeper did okay but obviously there's another goalkeeper being brought in now. The players in those games, particularly the Bradford game, and like Taylor, they're not going to be in the team, and I think it does underline the the need to to really bring in. I think pushing half a dozen new players for me. I, yeah, I mean, I've, well, maybe not now because we brought the goalkeeper in, but yeah, certainly I, for. Well, yeah, I think we're doing a. I think our business has been better than it has been in in recent years, and like it's been done like a bit like more professionally. We haven't been simply be going around just lowballing people, and well, yeah. not public in publicly anyway. We might be, um, and I thought getting the likes of Clark back, getting a championship standard uh, centre back like Ballard, who in the flashes of highlights I have watched, he does look. Um, he does look like he'll be. He can just slot straight into the team. I don't know much about um, the lad from West Ham, um, Elise. Um, yeah, Elise. I was hoping you were going to say that first. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to say his name either. Yeah, I mean that's probably completely wrong, but you know. Um, so I, I think, like defensively, like in terms of the, the middle, we're okay. We've got like four options there, but then it's still at like fullbacks. Try Hume and Sirkin seem to be our only real options. You know, Huggins is out for a long time again. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't be confident going into a season like we, even with the option of having Lyndon Gooch at like right wing back, because it's only really like this season or this going into this season and slight tail end of last season that he's been playing there. Um, so yeah, and it's. I'd need. I'd, I'd also say we need more reinforcements in the middle of the pitch, so like you can take a bit. So you have like an experienced head just to take that a bit of the pressure off uh, Evans because he won't last a, a full season. Um, and yeah, really, I mean, like apart from, I'd say that uh, yeah, fullbacks, midfielder, and then another one or two attackers. Have we read that? Ellis is he called Ellis Sims? Ellis Sims, yeah. He's supposed to he's reportedly turned down the option of going to Blackpool where he was on loan and Hearts to come to to come to us. Now I don't really know if that's going to be a loan or a permanent deal, but he has looked pretty handy. And it's also like it's you know, Stuart might get injured or he might get suspended or something, or he might just not be in very good form. And we need a bit of uh, bit of relief. So, yeah, I mean, it's not perfect, and there's work to be done. But I'm not like that, panicking or anything. Just yet. no. I think yeah. I think you know, if we bring Sims in and or Broadhead, even I oh, think yeah. we need. I think Stuart. We he's for all he was he was excellent last last season. He is unproven at this level at the end of the day, and uh, I think if. He might, as you say, he might go out of form, but there's also so many games earlier in the start of the season, even not just injury, like he's not going to be able to play every game. Um, he did last season, but even at times, it's like, God, you look exhausted. He went through that spell where he, he had a barren run up until after the Wigan game when you were mm. you were desperate for him to score a goal in the, in the uh, before the playoffs. Yeah. In... Uh, but yeah, I don't. I just think we need some additions, just to you know the strength of. Obviously, we don't have any stupid cup competitions this season, but we no. do have a lot of games thanks to thanks to FIFA yeah. and the uh, loser World Cup. Yeah, and it's just gonna. Like I was looking at the the fixtures fixture list, 
um, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like up until November, it's you're playing three games. Well, it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, up pretty yeah. much all, all the way up to this dumb World Cup they've got in November. And then after that finishes, it's the same again, like towards the end of the season. Yeah. So it's going to well, be we, yeah. exhausting for players and supporters. And it's podcasters. just as well, I've known more so, more so yeah. podcasters. It's, it's a, well, it, we all, it's a frankly ludicrous situation. Um, and there are various reasons why we're in this, and it's uh, all to do with pounds. Um, mm. But, but yeah, I think I think we've done it. It's it's kind of refreshing again to see us go about clearly a, a identifiable type of player. I think Alex Bass or Alex Bass, I presume Bass, um, came in, and he's the oldest addition, really. Oh right. Um, so it's kind of clear that I think he's the same age as Roberts. So twenty four. Mm. So yeah. So there's obviously a. A, a key attribute they're looking there, and it's people that can develop. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know anything about him. It's like I am, I am like in favor of this kind of approach. I just don't want to load it too much, too much with that. Well, we did it before. Yeah. Beginning of last season, we did it. Um, yeah, very young team. I mean, yeah, but then you still had like experience. Like you Evans. had to bring in experience, like Danny Bat, and then yeah. Bailey Wright came back into the team. Pritchard as well. I think we need, I don't know, a kind of like an old, not an old, but like a, a championship stalwart who's like 28 or has been doing it in this league at a good enough level and he could take us maybe to the, well, just help us stay in this division. I, I think the ideal, honestly, um, Conor Hurahan would have been a, a, yeah. a, 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 like a fantastic signing and it just kind of went to Derby out of nowhere really. Yeah, uh, I know he'd been in the Midlands movies, settled down there. He's, I think he's only thirty-one. Um, yeah, I think that would have been a good, like, kind of Corey Evans-esque, like, yeah. signing. And then we've got to remember that Corey Evans was quite bad for like yeah. long stretches of the opening <laughs> part of the season. Really so. much derided Corey Evans yeah. for most of the season until, for some reason, they decided to start and play quite well. Um, but we know yeah. he can't. He can't do it like every week. And then it's also like the players like O nine and Winchester. We have no idea. They've well, never played it. It. Ne- they've never played at this level. They might. They might take to it quite well. They might be just like playing at the top end of, of League One. But then, or they could like get you know found out pretty. Pretty quickly, could go one or two ways. You could end up with, mm. you know, Winchester could turn out to be someone like, like Keith Andrews who came into the Premier, the Championship quite late with um, Milton Keynes, and then ended up with Blackburn in the Premier League and did a yeah. reasonable job. I'm obviously not going to do that, but like the, the standards of the Premier League have, had, you know, advanced <laughs> since the days of Keith Andrews, Marshall. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I also don't like him, uh, yeah. but uh, it's, uh, it could be something like that, or it could just be, oh, actually, um, thanks, Carl, but you've played three games now, and, and well, it wasn't very good. Yeah, and it's also like we've got to like some of the former Premier League teams, like early early on, like Norwich, who are going to be apparently their favourites to win the league, and it's like mm. they were like an embarrassment to the Barclays last last season. <laughs> well, but they are this team that will do that and then win the championship with like a hundred points. Yeah. So yeah. And so like that kind of it's like the gulf between the bottom and the top of the championship is quite stark as opposed to well, actually no League One was absolutely abysmal, like the bottom end of yeah. that. But but essentially we'll find out pretty soon that like these are good teams in this division and like we need to be well, we need to be competing, and yeah, there are players in this division that cost twenty million quid. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, it's not what it was when we used to just win it. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's moved on quite considerably since I'd, then. I'd say even since we were last in it in twenty yeah. sixteen, yeah, we made a good fist of it then, at least to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, happy days. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's kind of our views on what's gone on. 
Uh, and we'll, we'll take a little break and we'll look at uh, what's going on, what's going to be going on mm. soon. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we'll be back in a minute. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Um, we'll do some previewing now, shall we? Um, yes. We obviously play Coventry on, on Sunday. Like, it's just annoying, isn't it? Really, it's Sun- twelve o'clock Sunday, like noon, just like just in a just a dreadful god of all the kickoffs. It's the worst one. It's the worst one. At least it gets it out of the way. But it's anyway. it's, it's like either Sunday at noon or Monday night. Because oh, Monday night, because yeah. Monday is like you've had to watch all the other games happen, and you're just like, <laughs> can we have our game now, please? And it's just like, I can't really enjoy this because it's like Monday drinking. It's like, you need Monday and Tuesday off, really. Yeah. I, well, I went to Hartlepool on Monday. I did have to do some drinking. Yeah. Um, but I was like, well, I had like three beers or something. So you're yeah. not going to, you're you not going to really do, you're not going to do that if it's a league game, are you? You're going to have like nine. <laughs> and then it's you know, you're gonna be like in a bad way. And even on, sometimes you have a midweek game on a Wednesday and you have too many points, but at least it's Thursday when you're yeah, low, it's like, nearly ended. You go in and it's like, oh my god, it's Tuesday morning. Like you might as well just resign, to be honest. I used to, I used uh, to actually do... I'm at work now, so she's like she definitely not be saying this out loud. <laughs> I used to do that in pre in previous years where we used to have like London games on a Monday. So yeah. get like the last train back. And get back to Leeds at like three in the morning, and be like, "Oh, I've got to! I have actually got to go to work tomorrow morning." It's just so, grim, isn't it? Like no yeah. one wants to do that. Well, Sunday no- Sunday noon's even worse. Yeah, Sunday noon it is, but at least it's you know a decent uh, drink afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, early doors on a Sunday. Back in the back in the club, back in the club before <laughs> two or before one. You know, if yeah. we lose comfortably to Coventry City, which I'll be predicting very soon. Okay. Um, so I've got they've made some signings. Um, if anybody cares, I've written them down, so I'm going to read them out. They've signed <laughs> a man called Casey Palmer from Bristol City, who's an attacking midfielder. Okay. They've signed Jonathan Panzo from Forest, who's a centre-half. They've obviously signed Callum Doyle oh, yeah. from Man City, who's uh, a centre-half, in case anyone needed to know. <laughs> um, they've signed someone called Julian De Costa from Shrewsbury Town, who's a, uh, a fullback. No, yeah. no right. they haven't. <laughs> He's they gone are. out. Oh, he's gone to Shrewsbury Town, right? Welcome well, back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well, it's said on. Well, anyway, no, <laughs> they haven't. No, they right. So, have all of these players gone to these clubs? No, no. <laughs> Julian De Costa has gone to Shrewsbury. The other ones uh, are in to Shrewsbury. Uh, but it's said. No, I'm not having this. It's said. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's been a long summer, and aren't you glad we're back? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, continue. Well, maybe they've signed him back. Right. Let's. Who cares? He's on loan anyway at Shrewsbury. He might be yeah. good. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Oh, well, I presume the other person I had written down is, uh, <laughs> is gone as well. So, anyway, we won't, we won't look at him. Um, they've had quite a good preseason. We talked about teams that... Um, 
have, uh, you know, we talked about teams that win every preseason game and people think everything's fine. They have won every preseason game, Coventry, and Julian ah. DaCosta, I'm sure, played his part before his <laughs> departure to Shrewsbury Town and then re signing for Coventry City. Um, yeah, yeah. So they beat, uh, they played, the, well, they beat Leamington 3 1, they beat Forest 3 1, but that was in Spain, so that very much feels like a Doesn't training count. exercise, sort of. Yeah, it was very early on. 1 0 versus Forest Green, they beat Wolves under 23s 8 1, which is just a bizarre game to have. Mm. Um, they beat, but then they did. They beat Oxford two 0 Walsall three 0 More on Walsall later. Oh yes. Um, and then they beat the they comfortably, I believe, beat Portsmouth two 0 on on Saturday. So they've, you know, they, they look to be pretty strong. Waghorn obviously plays for them as well. Mm. Um, I don't know anything else. I don't know who their manager is. Mark Robbins. Oh, is he still there? Yeah, he's still I don't there. Like him. It's uh, well, Coventry one of these funny teams, aren't they? That really. Dislikers, I really want to push a uh, a rivalry that yeah. only only like eighteen year olds and dars like care about. <laughs> Extreme dars. Yeah, it? there's no one like really in, like people our age like don't really care. You know, I'm us twenty five year olds don't really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's not mid twenties. Like we really, <laughs> yeah. really don't care about that. Um, I was thinking, like, I was thinking about Coventry, and it's also like they went up in the that fake season. It is. Yeah, well, um, like um, as much as I'm not really a big fan of them, they're the kind of team that you want to be like kind of emulating, really, yeah. because they the first season up, yeah, finished finished sixteenth, then the following, following season, like last season, finished twelfth, and that's that's the kind of thing that we should be aiming towards. Yeah. This kind of uh, steady. Steady build. Building really. blocks, isn't it? And it's like, oh, yeah. well, we can maybe push for the playoffs this season, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's like, the, you know, it's the it, that's the most important thing. Just stay up this season and then we yeah. can then we can look to build. And I mean, they were really good actually towards like the, the beginning of this the, the beginning of last season. They were up like in the playoff spots and then they kind of uh, Faded away, which like lots of teams do. This there's like, squad depth comes into play then. Yeah, um, but yeah, they've they, they've looked like a more than capable yeah. championship team, and it's going to be a hard game. Really, it's yeah. not an ideal first game to be honest, especially with it being on a Sunday. Mm. Where everyone else has already played, and you kind of it. It was a home game, you know, which is great, but it's, it's going to be difficult to kind of really get up for it that much basically on a Sunday morning usually I'm going to have to like usually watching Simon Rimmer and Tim Lovejoy <laughs> and watch Corey Evans amble around the midfield yeah that's what you want you just want like a Saturday 3pm so everyone's like you know everyone you know Saturday everyone's back you know you're seeing people you haven't seen yeah. since like Wembley or yeah. whatnot and everyone's in a really good mood but then the Sunday it's like everyone's still a bit groggy because you've had to and go I'm hungover as well yeah right. And you've had to go to the pub. Well, you don't have to. But you have you to do. go to the pub. But, well, you do. At like 10 in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah. That really, it's just like, like completely uncivil behaviour. Yeah, this really like odd <laughs> drinking patterns. And it's like whenever you do that, like when you ever have a, a beer at like 9 or 10 oh. a.m. Not, not that I do that often. But it always... <laughs> it must do. <laughs> like it always like feels weird. Yeah. It's like your body's like not like, come on, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a chance. It's like, come on. I'm, oh, you know, coffee or tea or something. It's or like when you get... Juice. Yeah, it's like when... Because then after the game, like you've... You know, you, you'll be looking and you've, you've had... Oh, I've had five pints. And it's like, it's quarter past two. and then you're gonna go to the pub watch the charity shield yeah (laughs) and i've had 10 pints on a sunday (laughs) 10 pints on a sunday and it's like half five (laughs) (laughs) you just have this weird state of dread from work the next day (laughs) but also just severely like dehydrated and beginning to feel very hungover on the same day because you started well you just continued drinking. I'm at a party on Saturday night as well so I'm going to be just Ooh. horribly hungover on the Sunday yeah, uh, I don't actually know where my season card is so if Chris Waters is listening if you could uh, if you can sort me a new season card out that would be great <laughs> <laughs> yeah great um yeah, I don't know about the actual game because there's not much to... Uh, we can't really preview the game. No, I can't really go off anything. But I will say, 
like it will be a really tough game. And I think if we if we win, then I think that'll be great, and it, it sets down a good marker against the team that you know we're in our kind of position a few seasons ago. And and you know it's always it's always good to get the the first win and just get us get us on the, off the mark and whatnot. But it's also again a case of if we lose, then just don't. There's nothing to panic about. Yeah, don't panic. Yeah, I don't, it's you know we're playing against a reasonable. They they are a team that you know if you wanted to be comfortable in the championship this season, you, you you're going to be wanting to to win home games against yeah. against Coventry City. Um, but that said, I, I don't know in terms of team either. Like, we, I, I don't know what the manager's going to do. The, the pre-season's been such a, a mixed bag of, of lineups and changes and yeah. formations even that it's kind of impossible. Evans, I presume Evans and Dan Neal will, will play in the middle. Um, and yeah. I would go with um, Danny Barth and uh, Ballard at centre-half. Danny Barth yeah. instead, of, uh, instead of Wright. Yeah, because I don't actually think that Bailey Wright's that good. I, I, mm. I thought he, I thought he ended the season very well, but I think, you know, there were there were parts of last season where, particularly in a two, um, he really struggled, and, and you know, a lot of that was probably to to do with the little manager we used to have. But I think he, I think he did struggle, <clears throat> and his pace was quite often. He was caught out in League One, mm. and I think you know you're going to have very wise strikers in the Championship and very quick strikers in the Championship. Mm. So I'd go with those two, Bart and Ballard. I mean, I mean, I was thinking he's just going to start right, but I do like I see you see your point, and also um, Danny Bart's played the majority of his career in yeah. the Championship. Yeah. So yeah, I think um, yeah, I think you might be right there, and also like Ballard. Um, he's he's kind of looked like a step above the. He players. looked very assured this yeah. season from what I, from like what I saw, even the bits that I did watch. Um, he looked scared. <laughs> so yeah, I'd be. I mean, I have no, I have no um, reservations about him. I think he'll just be. I think he'll be good, like fine, yeah. fine to quite good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, and the likes of. There was a bit of debate over this preseason because we didn't, we've not seen much of Tri Hume since he's been at the club, and I mean, I I've not really seen much of him. But I, yeah, I would have him instead of Lyndon Gooch at, at right wing back. Or well, right back. I, well, I, I was I was going to say that I would I would play him on Saturday. I, yeah. He played on he played on Monday, you know, and it was Hartlepool, but he was well. I thought. I, by far our best player. He was. He put some really good deliveries in. He got up and down wing. He defended quite quite solidly. Um, I I would play him at right back because yeah. he is a right back. He's going to have you know he's he's going to have faults. He's going to make mistakes. Um, but he's very much looks like from what I've seen of him, someone that's worth persevering with. Um, and I would yeah I I'd, I'd give him a go. Obviously, certainly on the. On the left-hand yeah. side, and then there's, you know, you've got a few options of further forward, but you'd imagine Clark, Roberts, Pritchard, and Stewart would be you would be your front four. Um, yeah. Oh, I can't see any deviation from that. Um, I don't really know who will put in midfield. I don't like. I imagine Evans will be in there, but he likes. He does like oh nine, and then yeah, because if it's a, if it's a game that they want to kind of essentially not lose, then I imagine it would be Evans and 9 as like destroyers in the middle. Yeah. I mean, and then maybe, I mean, I can't actually remember if I've actually picked 11 players here. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think I have either. No. I think we, but uh, I was more just like, yeah, it's in the players that I think will play. I don't, the manager could do, you know, whatever he wants, really. He's kind of earned that. Yeah. So. That's, that's the thing with this season. It's like... Players and structures and that. It's just I. I am putting a lot of faith in the manager yeah. because he got us from a quite terrible position in League One, or just one with no hope. And now we're talking about a campaign in the Championship, which is really nice. I don't have it to. Is. Talk, I don't have to talk about Gillingham or some other Fleetwood or some other <laughs> god awful team that I don't want to have to waste time on. 
So now I get to waste time on teams like Coventry and Reading. No, no, Reading, yes. Midweek trip to Reading. Um, Well, uh, yeah, we actually, we we asked for some questions. Um, We didn't get very many, if I'm honest. People are already sick of us. Uh, but Stephen J, Stevie underscore J71, did ask, um, what's the expectation for the season? Relegation fight, top six or middle of the table? Well, if you pop over to um, the Wiseman Say website, we've all done, well, most of us have done it. A little preview piece for the season, no prizes for guessing who's predicted the uh, lowest finish for Sunderland. Um, that's That would be me. Um, but I think we've much of a muchness gone with anywhere. I think for uh, we'll take away. I'm not including Jim in this. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's. I mean, it comes as no surprise of where he's put us in the. Yeah, league. I think it, it, I don't think he realizes we can't qualify for the Europa League this season. <laughs> but so, I uh, I think we've most of us have gone for anywhere from sort of 11th down to well, I've gone 17th, and I think I'm yeah. the most pessimistic. So. Um, but that is that is a position that I would take now. I would just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've also bet, uh, Mr. James Ray, that we will lose more than half of our games. So, <laughs> kind of, know, like, hang on, it's that means we have to lose 20, 23 20, games. Right, no, we have to lose twenty four games. games. All right, okay. Well, just, just looking at last season, who who lost more than twenty four games? Did it? Did it? Okay. Oh, well, Cardiff finished in 18th and lost 23. Oh, no, they lost 23. Reading lost 25. Yes, great. Where did they finish? 21st, so they stayed up. Oh, how did they stay up comfortably? (laughs) Well, not really, because, you know, (laughs) Derby got a points deduction. Oh, right. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, yeah, they did, though. So, you know, maybe someone else will get a points deduction, enable us, you know, to lose the last 10 games of the season on purpose, and then... Yeah, I mean, these only there was only two teams, oh no, three teams that lost more than twenty, mm. like twenty three games. Right, Barnsley, Peterborough, and Reading, and two of those right. went down. So they would have been the bottom, th- right? Yeah, they would have been. In the, they would have got relegated. Well, I'd like to revise my prediction of seventeen. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, but see. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Gary Jerry sent us a quiz book. He really uh, <laughs> says um, that none of these are related to football, which is which is great. Um, apart yeah, from, um, is there a greater succulent meal than beans on toast? Um, I define succulent because I yeah I, I had beans on toast when I came in from Heart of the God. What a night! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Had two pints of Stella and Weatherspoons and beans on toast when I come in on realm and a northern rail train. Yeah, just that is the celeb life. It's just you know I didn't pay for any of them. That's I, what you. I, I that's did. what you get for hanging out with Alex Turner. Well, you know, thanks again, Alex, for the uh, yeah. intro. Uh, yeah. Do we prefer Kenny Senior or Young Kenny in Phoenix Nights? Um, Kenny Senior. Yeah. You're not, but you're not Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. No. Uh, anyway, we kind of I'll do really. Oh, um, well, uh, Daryl Gray. Daryl Gray oh, asked us before we get onto the. Oh, I've missed that. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yes, I, I've liked that as well. Yeah, will the podcast be more serious now? We're in a probably well. You can make up your own mind, really. I'll try to do some research yeah. there. I've got the signings the wrong way around. Um, I'm, you know, I, I mean, despite the professional introduction and celebrity friends, um, I'm going to say that. Arguably, it's going to get worse. Well, the thing is, do you want it to be more serious? Yeah, you just listen to the Monday one. Yeah, listen to that one. They're serious. serious. In, Boring. In, inverted comments. <laughs> <laughs> Lose. Listen to that loser pod. Yeah, to... do that. Oh, like because you're not you're not coming here for serious football debate. Sure. Well, if you have, what are you doing? Yeah, you don't I... have a serious word with yourself. You've come here for serious football chat. But we're not going to sit here talking about tactics and heat maps. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, yeah, go, I don't know, tweet Chris Weatherspoon or something. Yeah, yeah, you'll Professor Facts. Do you want to talk, I want to talk about Walsall. I've been obsessed right, okay. with, uh, it's been in the news this week, obviously. Um, twice. Twice, but firstly, 
I thought as if you thought the time of all so the, the news couldn't get any better than this story on, I think Tuesday was uh, that people keep stealing uh, the drain covers in the town centre, which um, is just hilarious. Um, and the, the, some of the, the quotes, there were 300 stolen in the, the, the ex- local newspaper, the Express and Star, had said that more than 28 were taken on one day alone. Um, and then there were some incredible quotes from, uh, from the councils saying that um, you can just imagine a child, someone running or someone on a bike, just going about their daily business and all of a sudden they disappear into a drain. <laughs> Uh, also, you know, there's going to be some guy in a pub in Walsall. It's just like, hey, lads, should see yeah. what I've got around my house. Yeah, 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 yeah. They go back and it's just like a room full of like manhole covers. Just yeah. like, funny this, isn't it? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Like, people are falling down the... <laughs> and then, as if you thought, like, I thought that was the best news story I was ever going to read in my life. <laughs> About Walsall. Just ever, really. And then I found uh, yesterday I was pointed in the direction uh, by uh, Daniel Howden, PhD, that uh, was over in the news again. And this time there was a a furious furious visitor to Walsall who said, I'll never visit Walsall again. Traumatised holiday maker. Now I have questions. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Holiday maker. Holiday maker. Uh, maybe they went to the leather museum. Mm. Holland makers vow, well, obviously not, because they fell into the town centre canal basin. Um, and some of the quotes from this one, just quickly, if you're still listening. Um, <laughs> you see, uh, I've lost everything in that canal. My passport, two iPhones. Again, I have questions. All my clothes got wrecked. I do not want them back because I was told people we in the canal. <laughs> um, obviously, iPhone would have been okay if there was no way in the canal. And then she said, I'm just glad I'm back in London. I'm never, ever going to step foot in Walsall again. And she said that um, she has, quite unfortunately, has bad eyesight and uh, mistook the canal for grass. Yeah, I mean, a quote here, it looks exactly like grass, which, um, (laughs) I mean, I've seen grass and I've seen a canal before. And, um, I mean, yeah, they can be green. But yeah, like, but sort of, you know, grass tends to not be like wet and like or watery <laughs> and deep and deep and sort of in a canal shape. Yeah, it's a, and have boats on it. They like. I they, would. I would, can we just? I just need to point out that Walsall's count, Walsall Council's <laughs> response <sighs> to uh, to this, which is. Um, Rather than putting like, <laughs> like fence. I don't know, like a fence or something, something like that around a sign, it. Sign caution, well, yeah, caution, caution. Canal could be wet. <laughs> they put this giant, like inflatable, like it looks like a giant beach ball with the words "deep water" on, <laughs> on it, just floating in the canal. Yeah, it's, that'll sort it. That'll do. Bye, Mr. Uh, Trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! The uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think my favourite thing about this is she's complained. Uh, this uh, lady has complained to Walsall Council, the Rivers and Canals Trust, and Premier Inn because <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> and I quote: "I stayed in the Premier Inn in Walsall, and I cannot believe they didn't warn me about the canal." Especially when I'd shown them stories about how many other people had fallen in. Now, so so she knew this going in. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Mm. So now, I'm sorry, that is not the fault. I'm often on the side of the consumer, you know, against the global, the global Premier Inn, the big guys against the. That is not Premier Inn's fault. If you, I'm sorry, if you aren't aware that there is a canal outside the Premier Inn when. There is evidently a canal outside the Premier Yeah, big beach ball. And that is not Premier Inn's fault. Nah. I mean, you're not going to get Lenny Henry issuing an apology (laughs) on behalf of Premier Inn because some idiot's fallen in the canal. Well, even if, you know, what's she going to, like, there's no point anyway. What what are they going to do? Give her a free night in, you know, the hotel? Because she's already said she's never going back. Never going to come back. 
Yeah, she's just angling for like a free yeah. stay in a different Premier Inn, a canalless. Yeah, can I, like, the one, I think there's another, there might be another one next to the Leather Museum and like, the Gala Casino, there might be one next to that. Um, yeah. Well, well I've enough about Walsall now. We we're out of League One. Um, they're in League Two. Losers. Yeah. Um, uh, right, do you think we'll win on, on Sunday? Um, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, I'll go. One nil. All right. With a um, Ross Stewart penalty. Well, uh, yeah, I'll go with a. Um, I'll go with a humbling defeat. Um, <laughs> uh, down to earth with a bump after you know, mm. after the highs of the playoff final. Normal services resumed. I think we'll lose two one. Um, oh yeah, unfortunately, two, uh, I could see it too. Um, yeah. I think they'll race into a lead. Um, and I, I think we'll pull one, but Roberts probably, you know, mm. why not? Um, but I hope I'm wrong. I usually am. Um, you'll find out if I'm wrong on Sunday. I'll be back with uh, Reaction Pod on Sunday. Might have some new voices for you this season, trying to, you know, cast yeah. the net and get, uh, you know, it won't just be me um, on my own trying to give a, <laughs> a review of a game I've not really watched. So, we, uh, yeah, we'll be back. There'll be a few of us, hopefully, in the, the studio. Which is a hard review pub. I'm going to say, <laughs> oh, buy me a beer. Yeah, I've just remembered that I'm going to have to find a, a pub in Gothenburg to watch this loser yeah. game. Yeah, you're going to have to ask. Oh, no. And the person <laughs> behind the bar is going to go, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll have to go to find another pub. You're going to have just... to find an Irish bar. Oh, oh, yeah. Paddy O'Malley's or something yeah. like that. And it won't open until 12 because it's <laughs> yeah. Sunday. <laughs> racing in. Got the match on. All I had to do, yeah, first in line, and all you had to do was make this eight days of work. The <laughs> uh, right, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, it's going to be back. I hope you've enjoyed our first uh, terrain of the season. So yeah, that's uh, that's it. Really, all that's left to say is <laughs> thanks, God, thanks for listening, oh, and thanks for thanks to Alex Turner as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.